Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet Zar. I'm your host. Today, we have an interview with German artist Andreas Nagel. And uh, I haven't interviewed him yet. I, I Last week, I did the intro. I recorded the intro before the interview, and it works much better for my workflow. So I'm trying to do the uh, intro before the interview now. Not that it matters to you. But Anyway, uh, let's see. First off, um, this is the last. Let's let's get let's let's talk about the sponsors real quick. See this skull. This is from Skull Shop. S K U L L S H O P P E. They have amazing skulls. I use this one skull all the time. I just use it for reference, actually. Every time I, I I love this one skull. I don't know which one it is. I think it's a female skull but i just love it anyway if you join the patreon at the um five dollar level you get entered in in a drawing to see if you get a uh you can get a free skull from skull shop and um we do that every month so if you want to join the dark art society patreon at the five dollar level or at the three dollar or at the one dollar level you get other benefits too. That's at uh, patreon.com slash society. And this is the last week we will be promoting the Beautiful Bazaar Art Prize. Uh, thanks for your sponsorship, Beautiful Bazaar. So let me read this uh, copy they gave me so that we can promote the art prize because it's the, the uh, deadline's coming up. Anyway, okay, so international... Beautiful Bizarre Art Prize 2022 is now open for entries. The Beautiful Bizarre Art Prize is annual, non-acquisitive art prize celebrating diversity and excellence in the representational visual arts. The interna this international prize is open to artists of any country, covers all static mediums, traditional art media, digital art media, and photog photographic media, and all styles from realism and hyperrealism to dark art to pop surrealism and lowbrow. There's over... $57,000 in cash and prizes to be won, as well as global exposure and the chance to exhibit at Modern Eaton Gallery in San Francisco. Grand prize winner gets $13,500 in cash alongside a host of other prizes. There are also a host of prizes for second and third prize winners in each category. It's worth noting that the Beautiful Bazaar team look at every entry. It's, not, it's the best way to get your work in front of them, including Editor-in-Chief Daniela crop per se herself I, I that's my attempt at saying her last name i'm sorry Dan, daniela uh but she's the editor and they do a great job they're great on top of that the 110 finalists will automatically be entered into the people's choice award where the general public will vote on who they want to win so that's two chances to be a winner for more information regarding award categories the fullest of prizes and how to enter visit beautifulbizarreartprize.art it's easy, just enter the best work from your existing portfolio. There's no need to create new work. The 2022 Beautiful Bizarre Art Prize is proudly sponsored by Raymar, Inprint, iCanvas, Yash Young Projects, and ArtStation, our gold art prize sponsors. And silver art prize, prize sponsors are Smart School, Poets Artists, Digital Printmaker, and Rosemary Brushes. Uh, and uh, let's see, entries close July 17th at midnight, LA time. So July 17th, midnight is your last opportunity to enter. So be sure to enter before then. 
you can go to beautifulbazaar.net or beautifulbazaarartprize.art. And um, yeah, they're great. They're a great magazine and I trust them. And I think it's a, a worthy contest. I would, you know, if I had the time and I wasn't promoting it, I would probably enter because that's a lot of money. And it's, uh, and it's, uh, you know, you don't even have to make a new piece for it. So anyway, I, I support, support them. I, I vouch for them. Um, so what's been going on with me? Oh, man, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy few days. I, I had to crank out these frame corners. I got a frame corner commission um, for some tool posters. So the schismatic image from a, a tool uh, image for, for a tool poster. So I did I had to finish that up. <clears throat> finished up the new frame corner for my zombie death bots paintings. It's coming up in October at Copro. So got those out of the way. Now they're off getting molded by Lee Shamel. And um, yeah, so that was uh, crazy. I had to just go all weekend to get those done, just to get them done ahead of time and out of the way. So maybe I, I should start start painting the actual paintings. The show opens October 8th, so uh, it's coming up. And, and once again, I find myself with not enough time, even though I tried, I tried. I'm just not good at time management, I guess. Just too much to do. Um, yeah, that shipping dystopia books. Uh, I haven't really gone promoting that, tried to promote it because I haven't had time. So what I'll probably do is have a book signing at the Copro show on October 8th. We'll do a book signing there. And uh, maybe after the show, I can start trying to get on some podcasts to promote it. Um, yeah, no new subscribers this month. If you, uh, seems like with the economy the way it is, and we've topped out for a couple of weeks here, haven't gotten any new subscribers, but if you can share the podcast, if you listen to it, just give it a share on some kind of social media. That would be great. That'd be helpful. Review it, like it, all that stuff. Um, yeah, my studio's in complete chaos right now. And uh, now I, I have to start these paintings for the show. And that is where my focus is. Um, yeah, things are crazy right now. I'm sure you're feeling it. Everybody's feeling the craziness. But I guess that's about it. Um, not the usual, just shipping and uh, uh, trying to catch up with everything. Um, yeah, let's just get on with the interview. Okay, I'm going to interview him in about 15 minutes here. So, although it'll just magically appear for you because of the magic of editing. Anyway, hope you enjoy my interview with Andreas Nagel. What's up, Andreas? Hi, Chad. Nice to having. Uh, um, thanks for having me. And and Andreas, how do you Andreas, say it? Right. How do you say it right? Say it. Andreas. Andreas. Andre <laughs> I don't have yeah. the German. I don't have the German accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's great to have Hi, you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I didn't realize we met before. 
Yeah, 2013 at um, Tommy Lee Wentner's uh, Studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were you there for the the seminar I did, or did we um, just meet? No, no. I um, read about um, the seminar um, from you, and um, I uh, immediately uh, um, drive uh, to Cologne and uh, yeah, be there and uh, meet you. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, that's that's. Um, Do, where was I painting? I was doing a class, wasn't I? Yeah, a class, right? Painting. So, so you, were you painting there with us? Uh, no, no, I just. Uh, um, okay, you just came visited. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. How nice of you. <laughs> <That's cool>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you ha you are from uh, what part of Germany are you from? You just came um, just so, just so people know. You just came to the United States. You're exactly. Dad. You're at Dan uh, Manhands Dan's studio right now because you're having a show, uh, a solo show, right? Yeah, it's so so awesome for me that, um, um, yeah, I can have the show here in Maine. Yeah, that, super cool. Um, this is a funny thing because um, when I grew up, I was um, very young. Um, I read a lot of um, Stephen King stories, oh, yeah. and <laughs> Lovecraft stories, and even even um, later the years, I. Uh, I listen while I'm painting often to Stephen King uh, audiobooks, and uh, it's so crazy to uh, to hear um, to be here now in in Maine. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's like it's like um like um like a dream. Everything comes together, and um, right, it's, it's fucking uh, um amazing. <laughs> That's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Are you gonna like? I don't. How close are you to? to are you close to that? Because I know Stephen King's got like a this kind of Victorian mansion somewhere yeah, visited, in Maine um, on Sunday. Oh, no way. Really? Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, Is it cool? Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And uh, Bangor. Yeah. Bangor. Yeah. Yeah. So how far are you from that? From there? How was it like? Um, three how... hours. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's, that's something you got to see. Uh, have you been to the U S before? Yes. Um, also back in 2030, I visited, um, Detroit and New York for nine days. Oh, okay. Was it for a tattoo convention or anything like uh, that? No, I went there with my um, um, college uh, buddies. I, I, back then I was in an art college. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, we uh, visited the uh, muse uh, museums and uh, yeah, uh, this was my, my first day in um, the United States, but um, I really enjoy um to seeing the uh, landside um, parts of, of the United States right now. And um, it's, it's completely different for me and a um, lot more, a <laughs> uh, uh, lot bigger um, pleasure. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So what part of, uh, yeah, so I don't know anything about you. So this is kind of perfect. Uh, you know, if you've listened to the interviews or the podcast a lot, I really, yep. I really like interviewing people I don't know anything about <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> because it's just easier to, you know, there's so much more to learn. So what part of uh, Germany are you from? Um, I live in um, West, uh, Western Germany, um, near, near Cologne. Oh, okay. Minutes from uh, Cologne. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm pretty, pretty uh, near to this city. Did, did you grow up there? Yes, I grew, I grew up there, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I went to Cologne for the... the for uh, uh i've been i've been to berlin and i've been to cologne i had a show in berlin yeah and then and uh, uh, uh tommy got me in this that tattoo convention the cologne tattoo convention oh okay yeah yeah so that was it was cool it's a cool place I, uh, yeah. uh 
Germany's Germany's awesome. I love Germany. I mean, what I've seen of it's really cool. It's really cool. I remember we were. I always tell this story in Berlin that um, me and my friend were walking down the the street at like three in the morning after yep. I don't know going to a bar or something, and um, the woman we were like all kind of like looking over our shoulders, all nervous. Okay. And then the woman we were, we were with is like, she's like, "What do you? What do you? Why are you looking around like that?" <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, if you're out in L.A. and three in the morning, you'd be looking over your shoulders constantly <laughs> oh, I, so you don't I, get, uh, so you get yeah. your ass kicked. She's like, no, nah, it's <laughs> not like that here. <laughs> oh, it's some parts. Uh, yeah, there's always bad parts, I guess. But I was just it was a trip. It was it was cool. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, so, yeah, you know, one thing that <clears throat> I find really interesting, I, I talk about this a lot, is um, how you know, Germany, actually Europe in general is not super huge for dark art, which I, which you would think, you know, it's still mind blowing to me. It seems like Europe would be all about dark art, but, but I don't, maybe it's because we're crazier over here that we like dark art. I don't know what Um, it is. (laughs) Why isn't it accepted over there, do you think? um, It's, um, there are a lot of dark art fans, but yeah, uh, environment for um, like galleries and museums, stuff like this, except for um, um, Haar Giga, of course. Right. Yeah. um, This is, um, but there's, um, the environment is not good for dark art. I wonder why, though. It seems yeah, like it would be I, perfect. I, I, I wonder uh, uh, um, by myself. This is a question I um, ask me um, a lot. Um, yeah, I tried to change this a little bit uh, for before the uh, COVID um, nineteen um, uh, pandemic. I tried to do um, a little bit like what what's Dan who, uh, doing here in the in the um, in Maine in um, um, mm. in the area, um, but um, it's it's hard. Um, I tried to. Um, um find some spots to um make an exhibition and stuff like that but but it's hard of course um modern art is very popular in germany right. having a problem with that but dark art um I'm, i hope and um i know a lot of um really great um artists in, in europe um, dark artists and um, i hope we can change this in the next 10 years maybe Right. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's happening. It's just it's just always surprising to me because it seems like maybe it's the uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, should, it just seems like it should be big over there. But um, uh, so how did you how did you how did you get into it? How did you you know, were you were you an art kid and all that stuff or how did you? Yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, the old story. Um, yeah, yeah. I was an um, art kid and um, um, I was into, of course, Star Wars was a big thing for me and mm-hmm. Batman. And um, I always loved the, the, the darker side of the things. You know? There were more depths and more strength uh, for me. And um sometimes i um see my um drawings from when i was a child and actually i didn't change a lot no i um (laughs) there's the same there's the same topics i um um love to draw um today actually a lot of action (laughs) yeah sometimes blood Uh i when i was a kid i always draw um yeah fighting um i was a big fan of the street sharks fighting Uh sharks and stuff like this and um Actually, I didn't change change a lot. 
<laughs> now I'm a little bit more professional, but um, yeah, it's, yeah, this is how I started. And then yeah. um, um, there was a the time I um, draw a lot of um, comics and uh, manga stuff. And after that, I had the idea of becoming a tattoo artist. Uh, tattoo artist, but um, after a certain point, I realized um, my way is um, more the um, free and creative um, direction. No? Mm -hmm. so, um, um, it's for me a better way to express myself and um, have a little bit more freedom. Right. Yeah, I, I that's kind of that was sort of my um, experience with uh, tattooing as well, because, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you may know I was I was really considering it and um, I, I got close, you know, like I, I did it a couple of times. I had a lot of encouragement from the community. God, I wish I could. Yeah. Turn this. I got this discord on. And I and it keeps beeping and it's driving me insane. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> no problem. Let me see. If, maybe if I turn. Okay, I'm gonna turn deafen on. Maybe that helps. Um, and yeah, so I started getting oh, still doing. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute. Notification. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was like seriously considering it, and and and. I was right about to, you know, really get into it. And I just, at the last minute, I was just like, I'm so happy painting, you know, it's, it's like, I don't want to take away from the painting time to learn something new. And, uh, I, it's our, I'm already just so satisfied painting. It's so much fun. I can't, you know, it just seems like it's, I like the idea of, uh, the solitary aspect of it too, honestly, not having to deal with a person, you know, like if you're tattooing, you're, you're, of course, yes. And I'm just, I'm more reclusive and quiet. And I like, I like the solitary alone time of painting by myself. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, for myself, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, actually a, a night owl. Uh, okay. I love it, love it to uh, paint in the middle of the night. And um, it's maybe a little bit difficult when we have clients and uh, say them, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. So, um, how was the? Uh, how was? Your, the, were you support? Were, were your was your family supportive of your artwork growing up? Mm, yes, yes, yeah. very supportive. Yeah, they um, helped me to. Um, I guess they they know my talent a little bit and uh, um, helped me with that at um, at um, actually a, a long long um, yeah, my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. That's great. You know, I, I know so many people that um, didn't have that, you know, they were doing it in spite of their parents, not wanting them to do it or not supporting them. I had, to, I had a supportive family as well. So I guess um, it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can make all the difference as to whether someone continues with it or doesn't, but you know, a lot of people, I mean, I know artists though, that have managed to do it, even though their parents weren't into it. And, uh, I don't know, it kind of like drove them to do it even more because they weren't getting yeah. any support. But, but uh, you know, I support my, my kid's a drummer. I uh, thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like playing in, you know, big bands now. And, and, and we, you know, it's, it's crazy to support a kid. It's not practical to support a kid uh, being a musician, but that's what he was into. So we supported him and he's like making a living at it now. So, 
you yeah, know? that's, that's, that's uh, perfect, perfect, awesome, awesome. Um, um, Ray, I think, um, I don't know if this uh, problem exists in the way um, that, is, that it um, exists in, the, in Europe, but um, I think in school um, there is not, uh, not a lot of support um, if you have a talent like music or right. uh, oh, yes. painting. I see it all the time. Uh, uh, um, for me, ex um, as an example, no? I always got um, bad grades at, at, at school, at, um, at, <laughs> even if, um, at art. No? Uh, <laughs> it was too dark, too bloody, and always uh, yeah, uh, didn't like it. But um, I think there's a problem too with the school system and um, yeah, the, the missing support for, um, for focusing on a child's talent. Right, yeah. You know, it's funny because now that the art and music programs are just like pre pretty much non-existent there there's nothing not much in schools nowadays yeah but um you know i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm a lot older than you and um when i was growing up it's like you know i remember being taken and i was able they let me do like stuff aside from the other kids because they saw i had talent drawing oh yeah then you were lucky yeah, totally lucky. And it was it was a different time back then. But um, uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, that that had it. I mean, OK, so you were an art kid. You had the support. Um, when did you start kind of pursuing a career? Did you go to you went to college? You said um, yes, I went to college, but it was actually a, a mistake. I wasted <laughs> a waste of time and uh, time and money. It's, oh really? Uh, at a certain point, I realized it. Yeah, it's. Uh, was it, it an art an, art college? Art college? Yeah, it or? was an art college. Yeah. Oh, but, so uh, you, but you... Um, yeah, um, yeah. How can I explain <laughs> it? It's a um, lot of um, people who have a very strong opinion what is art and what is not art. Oh, and, uh, was it? All... My stuff is not art, and uh, yeah. But um, actually, the the. Um, the biggest thing what I learned there is to uh, fight for myself. Um, oh. That's actually, um, yeah, um, I think the best uh, lesson I um, took out of it. Yeah. Was and, it like, um, was it like all modern art? They were trying to push you to do like modern kind of? No, they um, tried not to push me. Um, you um, could work um, free um, on your stuff, what you like, but uh there was a thing uh, each week uh, is called a colloquium around um, everything fits uh, everyone sits together and uh, we're talking about what we have um, painted the last week and yeah they yeah they always uh, I think, uh, they try to to um, to uh, label this as a kitsch and um, yeah um, scum stuff like this no this was was very really tough sometimes really and, uh, no, yeah, no yeah. There, there was no other students like you um some have slightly um 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 did stuff um this was a bit, a bit more pop culture um themed but um i was for sure the darkest <laughs> the darkest uh, <laughs> painters there yeah <laughs> wow so they kind of let you work on your own stuff and then they tell you it's not art when you do it yeah 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 um of course um of course Fine. um a lot of these people were um rich kids no some um right rich kids 18 years old uh 
and um, I think they weren't so um, ser serious about it um, as I was. Or as right. I was. That's ir ironically, you know, you're the one that's serious about it and you're and, and your stuff's getting criticized for not being real art because you're not playing the game or yep. putting a pair of dirty socks in a corner and calling it art or whatever <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly yeah so i saw some um some performances um, um i'm a i'm a polite person um, <laughs> but, but uh, there was some performances i thought uh, okay um maybe that's your art <laughs> okay right I, right I do mine you do yours and uh, i'm totally fine with it but uh yeah that's, that's how it was yeah that's what i always say i always say you know because people people like us who value craftsmanship um you know we tend to be like uh really hating on conceptual art and stuff like that like mm. you know and and i've been there before for sure but as i've gotten older and learned more about art i i've now i'm, I'm like it's fine it's fine it's it is it's legitimate it's its own form of art Mm, but, of it, course. but it's not the better art form. It's not, you know, that's the thing I don't like about it is they, they try and pr portray it as the pinnacle of art or the best mm -hmm. art form there is. And it's like, that's not true. It's just another form of art that gets preferential treatment. You know, it's, yep, yep. and it's, and that's, what's wrong about it is getting the, the preferential treatment. It's just, it's just, you know, we know how that is. We don't need to <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, when did, so when did you start uh, making this like a career? Um, professional since 2015. Mm. The um, first two years were, were very rough. Um, literally um, a mattress, a bottle of red wine and my painting stuff. <laughs> first, first, first two years was uh, very difficult. And um, then um, it all come better um, um, developed um, somehow um, I also um, st still today do a lot of um, commercial works for uh, underground metal death metal bands uh, oh, okay. um, t-shirt designs and stuff so um, I feel a little bit earning from um, this side too but um, yeah it's, it's a long and hard way but um, I think it's it's worth it um, to um, have a hard way um, to develop and uh, to prove yourself that you are really into it and you want it and right. I think, uh, it makes you stronger oh yeah for sure i mean it's like a it's a better path to do it yourself in my opinion you know um but to be honest it's the only it's the only path i've been able to take is just kind of doing it myself and not really rely, yeah. relying on galleries or any you know support systems outside of my own fan base you know um so i i it's i've been able to make it work for myself but that's the only option i i had really you know um you know it's just like even at this point i had to go drive an hour to drop my sculptures off to my mold guy and i was like yeah. sitting in traffic <laughs> driving back like you know, shouldn't I not be having to do this at this point to drive my shit around and drop stuff off? But it's like, no, why? You know, this is, you know, this is part of it. You know, you, this is yeah, part yeah. of it. It's like, it's not just about sitting around and making whatever you want. It's like, you got to do all this 
you got to do the grind, you know, you got to go grind. And, yeah, the exo stuff. Yep. Yeah. You have to ship, you have to do all the bullshit that you, it's just the price you pay for that kind of freedom, that creative freedom, you know? And um, this freedom is um, one of the best uh, and uh, most uh, pure freedoms for me. Um, I uh, can think about right painting it's uh, for me it's um, like like magic you have this blank canvas then you have your tools and uh, it's like a window to your mind to uh, whatever huh? mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah it really is a it's a kind of a blessing kind of it is it's it is kind of magic it's uh i was sculpting this weekend because i had to get these little frame corners done <clears throat> to get to my mold guy and uh i hadn't sculpted in a while and it's just feels so good to have all your tools laid out and you know it's just like i don't know i felt like a surgeon or something <laughs> like i was all <laughs> prepped and and i was working intricately and it's like it just it feels good to to i don't know to be good at something and to be doing what what you know you're supposed to be doing you know yeah uh, it's very fulfilling and and that's the only reason we put up with all the other stuff it's because it's so yeah. fulfilling <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> so you're uh yeah so you i'm sure being in germany it's it's extra difficult for you too to make a living right you must do imagine you do a lot of sales overseas or who, are you, who are you selling to um a lot um overseas and i have some um um pretty um good uh, collectors one um lives in switzerland and one in france oh, okay um, these guys uh, helped me a lot in my early early years oh but cool actually um i think 80 percent of my paintings um um go to um overseas yeah yeah i want we should take a moment to to to, to talk about this you know you you mentioned and i'm sure i know you appreciate everyone who collects your work but you mentioned these two collectors yeah, one in Switzerland, one in France, that have undoubtedly made a huge um, impact on your life by supporting you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, p collectors should realize um, how important they are to the whole ecosystem of the art world because yeah. two these two people that you bring up are like you know, they're the reason you're here or they're a big part of why you're able to do what you're part, doing, yeah, you I'm know? Really thankful, yep. So it's like, it's so important. Uh, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if collectors realize how important they are, you know? You, you know, you, you think, cause, cause, you know, as a collector, you may be like, oh, I love this painting or I love this artist. I want to buy some of their paintings. Cause it, you know, I like collecting. It would look nice in my house, but um you know it's it's you're you're enabling that artist to live their dream basically and, and you know it, it's not like we depend on millions of people mm -hmm. to go buy tickets to our movies or something yep, yep. you know it's like we're, we're relying on just a handful of people a lot of the time and uh it's just it's such a crucial aspect to making a living as an artist. So I'm just, I'm just giving a shout out to the collectors how to, to, you know, you, to know how important it is. Um, it's, I've always said it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. Um, and uh, collectors, when they, when they're buying a piece of work, maybe they realize it, I don't know, but uh, they should, they should definitely realize how, what, how important what they're doing is. It's like, they're part of the art scene 
like the artist yeah. is you know what i mean it's it's important. exactly yeah so uh very, that's very important yeah yeah that's really cool so um are you so you're doing you you kind of are you kind of like you're doing your own work uh yes your own you, I, i've seen you know i saw your instagram you get some really cool stuff thank you very much I don't know if you could hear the trash truck is going down. I heard, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's like Monday's trash day. Why did I pick this day to do interviews and this time? I always, I always forget. Um, uh, so you're doing that. And then you're also <clears throat> doing uh, album cover artwork and stuff like that for yeah, bands. Uh, merchandise. Exactly, merchandise. Yeah. Is, it's like how much, what's your balance of income um, are you doing like 50 50 or is it more one of the other um, um 60 30 um art 60 30 um um the uh merchandise and um working with the band so which one's 60 uh um painting oh, okay that's good that's mm -hmm. cool are do you enjoy the band work and stuff yeah of course of course yeah it uh, matches my style and of course sometimes it's a little bit uh, difficult to um, work with clients even uh, um, if, if they're in a band uh, there are many uh, opinions how um, artwork has to look and um, but, but I like it it's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, makes fun and uh, what I also like is to so support um, musicians I'm some kind of hobby musician, uh, musician by myself oh yeah and um it's it's um it's um it's cool to work with um, other creative people mm -hmm. yeah it is fun it's fun um what what do you play um guitar bass and um piano oh cool wow yeah i play guitar and bass also um uh what kind of guitar you got <laughs> <laughs> um 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 I have some guitars, um, a seventh string, um, some handmade um, seventh string guitar. Oh, wow. Guitar. I really like that. And um, um, my first um, guitar I was really proud of was this um, Dimebag Daryl signature model from Dean. Oh, okay. From, from the guy from Pantera. This was right. um, this one. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, some, some other guitars, acoustic guitars and older guitars, and Les Paul. Um, but I think the seven string is my favorite. Uh, yeah, that's um, a. That, that, yeah. I, I I just recently was looking at. Uh, I was watching a bunch of because I'm like a standard tuning, you know, because I'm old, so I'm like standard tuning, uh, six string regular guitar. Uh, I got a Telecaster. I used to have a, a, a Les Paul. Um, uh, Les Paul. Uh, what's the god it's been so long since i had that guitar a les paul uh, uh, uh. is it a custom what is like the most famous les paul uh like common like jimmy page um, jimmy page yeah yeah i, I know uh, exactly what you mean um um isn't it isn't there a name for it or is it just a custom i think custom fits. maybe it's maybe a I don't know. I'm, I'm totally blanking. So I'm sure <laughs> people in the audience are like, are going to be going like, yeah, saying it out loud. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just a Les Paul custom. Man, it's been a long time. Uh, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, I was looking at um, seven string guitar. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, it's a Gibson Les Paul custom. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I looked it up. Uh, I was looking, I was watching a bunch of videos on these seven string guitars. It some, it's some Canadian guy. He's like an old guy like me. He's like 50. And he's not old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 54. I'm... It's pretty old. <laughs> um, uh, but he's like starting his metal career with this yeah. and he's like a seven string guitar guy and it's like it's so interesting it's such a different sounding instrument with all these weird tunings that you guys use on these you know i use actually a uh, really simple tuning i use um, standard tuning and the um lowest um string is an uh, is an uh, drop eight tuning so i can um um support my uh, actually my, my playing on the um standard tuning oh really it's yeah. stand so you're playing standard on it um it's um standard the um first six strings uh, six strings and the seventh is um um in drop eight tuning so oh I, that's uh, cool so i can support um power chords with this um right yeah. yeah oh that's cool huh yeah i got i i also have a bass i got really into bass after after my band broke up i dropped music stopped playing because i was so disappointed at not kind of making it with my band and then when i picked the guitar back up like 10 years later or so maybe 15 years after that uh i started playing bass for the first time and i really love bass bass is like uh was a pick or was fingers in it's like i i i do a little of both but i prefer a pick because I'm a, guitar, to a suck I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a guitar player so it just feels yep, so much more yep. natural and uh uh but a lot of my bass players my favorite bass players are finger players but i do like the you know i'm a big fan of that band this band no means no no means no is you maybe you're younger so you probably never heard of them but they're they were they're one of they're really big in germany they they used to be i'm talking like late 80s early 90s probably heard it yeah yeah you probably did because when i went to that's one thing when i went to berlin i was asking people because i heard that that no means no was big because no one knows about them in the united states they're a canadian band and i was asking people in berlin and, and a bunch of people heard of them and it was like wow that's <laughs> pretty cool uh but he uses a pick and he's one of my favorite bass players he plays it more like a like a guitar but anyway i love the i love the percussive feel of a bass you yeah, know it's yeah. just like you know it's physical whereas like electric guitar it's not as it's more you're you're i don't know you kind of feel a bass e even if it's not plugged in when you're hitting the strings you know what i mean yeah i know uh, what you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah you already know um so uh okay let's get on to your uh your your influences what are your, what are the artists that you uh uh kind of were inspired um, to paint by and stuff yeah my, i think my my favorite artists are um albrecht dura who um, albrecht dura um, oh yeah yeah albrecht dura MC yeah, you're pronouncing Escher. it you're pronouncing it correctly that's why i couldn't understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we say albrecht yeah. dura <laughs> um, um yeah, that's so I'm, weird I'm, it's funny that you you bring that up because a friend of mine texted me ryan case he's been on the show before oh yeah yeah he texted me like yesterday i think yesterday yeah yesterday i think and it was a book an albrecht albrecht Durer book 
from like 18 the 1800s like the book was from the 1800s oh whoa yeah he got it i don't know where he got it but um anyway yeah so go on mc escher you said mc escher and edward monk these are my favorites i think uh, yeah those are of course these are these are uh, masters um um but i think i'm trying to um connect these three disciplines um from uh, this artist um i'm mm -hmm. trying to connect a little bit and uh find my own way yeah language yeah i can i can see that <clears throat> um yeah i was a huge mc escher fan when i was i mean from the time i was a little kid like really young my yeah I had, yeah, I, yeah so because it's the artwork so entertaining you know it's, it's not like it's like you can uh just see it and it makes sense you know even though it's weird it's like you kind of just get it what what he's going for can, and um, fall into it it's yeah like, uh, um yeah it's, it's make something uh, at least for me it uh, made something with my mind it's uh, yeah how you see things and uh, very very uh interesting um for me as a child uh even today yeah same, same here um it was just it's it's uh what probably one of my earliest influences because i had a one of my aunts she had um she was all into like uh like european decor in her house and like all these surrealist and art books she was kind of like fancy for our family you know <laughs> and yep. uh and so i would go after school i'd go on the way home when i was a kid i'd you know, my mom was working, so I'd go and stay at, sometimes I would stay at her house and she had all these cool books on MC Escher and Dolly and all these cool artists. And I would just look through and I just remember Escher, he was such a great draftsman too. Like his, exactly. the, so good that, you know, all those hands, the drawing each other, you know, those yep, hands, yep. that's like, just as a, you know, from a draftsmanship perspective, it's so good um i got to see some of his stuff in person recently at the la <clears throat> la art show it's like this oh, big cool yeah it was really cool they had an exhibit of his there and, and got to see some of like his sketches and stuff it's so cool but um there's a pretty good documentary on him too i saw i saw uh, uh, that yep yeah uh, i saw it a few years ago i think really interesting he's like dutch right is he dutch, dutch uh, from the netherlands right yep. yeah yeah um yeah amazing amazing and and I, he's kind of like i don't know i think he's influenced a lot more artists than people say he's kind of okay. under underrated in a way i think i heard a lot of people uh, ripped off his art in the 70s in uh, california right oh yeah <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he started that you know that whole uh like uh uh optical optical illusion type stuff you know kind of artwork yeah. but um yeah and <clears throat> funny that you met mention uh how do you say thing monk 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 um monk monk yeah. monk yeah yeah i always grew up thinking it was munch but it's monk um <clears throat> I was watching uh, some YouTube videos on him the other day oh. and, and uh, yeah, I mean, his, you know, I'm like, I was never like really into his stuff uh, just because I hadn't 
seen that much of it. I just, you know, the scream and there's that kind of vampire one where the lady's biting the guy's neck. I think there's that one for it's like that. Mm-hmm. You know the one I'm talking about? She's yeah. like a woman kind of biting a guy's neck. <clears throat> but I was watching uh, this documentary on YouTube and it was like he really was like you know, one of the original dark artists yeah he was um deep I, yeah I can feel the deepness in his paintings huh? yeah it's an, it's an um it's an um yeah um, loser loser paintings um, um style um yeah brushwork but um this um, um that doesn't matter no it's it's um i saw some of his originals in um, norway mm-hmm. and uh, it is uh, was striking no? it's um um yeah yeah Yeah, I I think that, you know, people see dark art as like monsters, creepy stuff, you know, yeah, it's more than, but it's more than that. I mean, to me, it's like, and I think that you approach your artwork this way as well, from what I can, just from what I could see with your artwork, it's like, it's not just about the monsters. It's like, it's almost like we use the monsters as the characters exactly to tell this you know express an emotion or tell kind of like a story in a way but but we're but it's like it's kind of like an unconscious story coming out in the work in a weird way like you said he's got this depth in his paintings it's like there's like a lot of i think there's a lot of depth to dark art that really? and um that's part um, of what dark art mm-hmm. is is having that kind of like depth you know what i mean exactly and sometimes um um at least in, in my painting it's, it's a little bit broken i like uh sometimes um to paint dark stuff but uh it's also a little bit funny and uh, there's some funny elements yeah. um, um it's not um also um i of course i like uh, uh monster stuff and that's gory stuff but uh, i think uh, when it comes to painting there's more than uh than um that um for me um at least and uh yeah telling a story and um not showing um only the dark side um, also um lighter bright side so it's a good uh, good uh, contrast mm-hmm. uh, good balance in, in a painting yeah 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 and i i think that a lot a lot of times what gets overlooked with dark art is kind of like the mystery aspect of it you know the 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 unconscious depth i don't know it's like i'm not expressing myself well but it's like there's a it's like it you know probably dark surrealism is probably a better term for dark Mm -hmm. art but just because it really that seems to encapsulate it more dark art is what we got though. So we just got to go with it, but, but uh, that's what people call it. Um, But it's similar to surrealism in that way, uh, you know, to where there's like a, I don't know, there's like a a hidden, hidden meaning, even, you know, I feel like there's a hidden meaning to myself in my paintings. You know, it's like, I I have a rough idea what I want to do, but it's so, vague you know and it ends up kind of yeah and it like it ends up telling me something later after it's done which is so cool i love that aspect of it you know when you find like some you realize something after you paint something you realize something about yourself or you know what i mean 
Yeah, I know what you mean. But what's also um, interesting when um, other people tell you what they see in uh, in your right. Place. It's also very interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I always said that's that's like a great. Um, that's a, a really cool aspect of creating artwork like that. That's sort of vague. Is that it? It, it allows for. Um, interpretation yeah yeah interpretation but also like participation from the mm. from the from the viewer so it like includes the viewer in the process you know because yeah. it's it's like uh you know a lot of, a lot of times i haven't realized something about a painting until someone else told me that was looking at it yeah you know that's a trip <laughs> <laughs> but it but it like it that's that's another thing I, I love about dark art um i think when it's done well it's it's you know it invites the viewer to participate in the interpretation which kind of draws the viewer in and it makes them more connected to the artwork in a way you know so it's yeah. it's, it's not just telling you i mean i think that's what a lot of the a lot of dark art that's not very good is just kind of like beating you over the head with the idea yeah, no. a little bit like like um, uh, in movies. Now there are some um, really uh, yeah, simple horror effect movies, no? and there right. are some, some movies they are have much more depth. Um, for example, um, one of these movies, Midsummer. No? It's, it's maybe you have seen it. Yeah, yeah, Midsummer, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, mm, there were hidden hidden things uh, mm -hmm. behind all that, and uh, this this makes it uh, interesting and. Um, um yeah bring, bring it uh, bring it uh, um to life yeah yeah definitely and uh you know that one in hereditary comes to mind yeah, hereditary, too, yeah. you know where there's more to it um than just the surface stuff uh so how do you what's your creative process um my best friend is a sketchbook i always uh, carry uh, uh, um, with me and um I, I draw a lot i am sometimes i like it um to um i like uh, to hike uh, go to hiking and um sitting in the nature and um just doodling a little bit around um and um yeah when i have an idea i usually um use um Acrylics, uh, black and white, uh, the under paintings. So ah. I, have a, I have a roadmap for my painting, and um, mm. sometimes um, I um, um, uh, when, when the under painting is done, uh, the rough under painting, I play a little bit with um, um, with Photoshop, trying some colors, um, some trying some depth and some elements, and mm. um, after that, I usually uh, start with the oils. Yeah. Oh, so you're. So you do acrylic underpaintings? Yes, yes. And then oil on top? Exactly. Oh. Uh, but just um, black and white as underpainting. Mm -hmm. So have a rough uh, map um, uh, for the direction I uh, wanna, wanted to paint. That's cool. That's I mean, that's kind of how I do it, except it's not black and white. It's, you know, usually like an earth tone, mm -hmm. you know, painted like thicker where it's dark and then thinner where it's light kind of like more like a drawing yeah. you'd approach a drawing you know just that's like the uh i think that i i think i originally learned about that technique from a boris vallejo book yeah okay yeah because <laughs> uh 
he's a really great painter. <clears throat> he's a, a, a tech, technically, he's really, really amazing. Um, uh, but have you tried that? Have you tried earth tones for your underpainting? Yes, I tried earth tones. Um, I made some, um, yeah, some for some portraits. Uh, uh, oh, okay. This technique, yeah. So why do you use the black and white? It's um, fast, and I um, I like my underpainting very rough. Um, I also tried um, tried uh, stencils, but stencils uh, didn't work for me. Um, um, when I paint, I, I um, want want expression, no? and uh, mm. I usually take uh, the biggest brush I can find and start with black and white and messing around. I have this um, I have most uh, an idea. Um, rough idea my sketchbook and then i uh, figured out uh, on the canvas very fast very straight with uh, yeah um, a lot of action and um, for me it's the fastest and and uh, right so it's a, way to do... so it's like the simplicity of just black and white yeah yeah that's the cool strongest contrast it's like uh, for me it's like uh, building a house i start with the uh, simplest uh, things the, the hole in the ground uh, black and white it's mm -hmm. the simplest uh, contrast i can think about and um, then I um, built on top of that uh, my my uh, my other layers. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> you know how I'm painting my sh I'm like uh, I'm trying to like change things up. You know, switch switch around my techniques a little bit. Yeah. And so the show that I'm working on now zombie death bots oh, work, cool. working on <laughs> these are just studies <laughs> just studies they're like zombie robots <laughs> but um uh i think i'm gonna try this technique which i got i i actually did it on, i started it on this one oh it's like this ghost painting commission Boah. and uh i just this is just the first block in but um i've got like this weird technique now like normally i would do like you sketch it and then when i'm i like the sketch i'll do like a burnt under umber underpainting just by, yeah. by by hand just by eye and then start painting on top of that right and uh <clears throat> these ones i'm doing uh the study I, I i did the study like i took them like this far and yeah. then i photographed them and took them into photoshop and then finish them in Photoshop, like put in backgrounds. I did some photo bashing, like some sky yes. cloud pictures and and just like mechanisms that I got off the internet, just mechanical things, just subtle yeah. little things here and there. And I'm, ex I'm really excited about it because it's a totally different approach for me. And so then I'm gonna use those Photoshops for reference to finish the studies in oil then I'm going to project, then I'm going to take photos or the Photoshop studies, <clears throat> project them on the panel with my projector. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm going to trace them because I want to get them just like, because the stud, I spent so much time on the Photoshops that it's like, Those I want to get them. Exactly. Yeah. I want to try. Yeah. I'm just going for like, you know, I spent so much time getting it right. So I'm going to project them, trace them, ink them. I'm going to draw them, which is what I do with this ghost and trace it in ink india ink and then yeah. i'm going to start just like painting loosely painting the washes of color yeah and then build it up that way cool 
Whoever. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if it. Uh, it really works. Um, uh, um, it, it sounds uh, very um, um, handy and uh, um, I hope handy is the uh, right word for that. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's like it. I I know they'll they'll come out good. It's just um, it's just different. I haven't tried it that way before, you know. And so I'm I'm excited to because I like the idea of like I remember I saw a sergeant you know, Sergeant John Singer, Sergeant. Yeah. Yep. I saw a demo one time about how he painted portraits and it was like <clears throat> just blocking in the yeah. color and then slowly kind of like sharpening things and refining mm -hmm. it. And I love the idea of, you know, being messy with your lower layers and just getting like the overall color blocked in there. And then, and I think yeah. with, with the ink, like I did with this other painting, it's like the ink lines will show through so that I can still see my underdrawing. And then um, I'm just going to keep building. So anyway, I don't know. I'm just excited about that. It's just taking forever. And my show's <laughs> coming up in October and I'm uh, like, you make me uh, excited too now. Yeah, they should be, they should be, pretty cool it's just like i said it's like i guess i never did anything this elaborate before because of i you know the time is taking a lot it's taking extra time you know adding that photoshop step but hopefully now that it's all worked out it'll the painting part will go faster but so you got a show in at a dance place yeah yeah i'm very thankful um for that dan um and his uh, support he's a super awesome guy yeah he's yeah, great. Um, um next um saturday um um is his show yeah it's called uh mytho mytho one moment mytho <laughs> um, mythology wonderland mythology um, wonderland mythology wonderland yeah exactly um this is th this coming saturday like oh like this coming saturday oh yeah. cool and that's it uh skull and snake Dan's uh um skull and snake at uh north Berwick, um main yeah cool yeah so talk about the show a little bit yeah um how many pieces um 17 oh 17 nice pieces yeah yeah what sizes um, are they um medium sizes okay um i'm not so good at uh at um the inch uh Measuring. I mean, like medium, like this. Uh, yeah, medium, like um, sixteen um, by twenty. Yeah, yeah, something like that. By twenty-four ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> genau, genau. Um, and um, yeah, um, I came up with this idea for the show. Um, I'm some kind of a um, um, hobby um, historian, and mythology uh, oh. is for me the um, dreamy, um, interesting other side of history no? yeah that's true and um interesting what, way to put it yeah and um what i'm interested um in is um how the people back in the days in the medieval um saw the world uh, around um them no? mm -hmm. um, sometimes i um go in the middle um of the night in, into the woods and um when you are not um familiar with, with um, this and um, all the sounds and um, uh, things you hear and um, see it uh, scares you um, as a um, people these days as a, um, and um, yeah I'm interesting interested in um, how people back then saw the nature um, around and inter interpreted uh, is as um, 
it's uh, yeah, you know, we all know it's easy stories about werewolves and mm-hmm. uh, creatures like that, and yeah, um, so and um, for the show, I um, painted a lot of these um, artworks that um, um, yeah, came out of this thought um, um, of seeing things different, um, differently especially the nature and uh yeah um yeah this is how i um started the process for for the paintings actually all of them are based on this idea that's cool that sounds great so so you're not taking classical mythology necessarily and reinterpreting it you're kind of doing your own yeah of course i know Um, spin on mythology in general sort of from your own perspective or are you taking like classic mythological characters and reinterpreting them um i'm interested um of course in classical um, mythological um, creatures um but um i'm more interested in trying to um make my own creatures and my uh, tell my own story of course um i um, got inspired um by this classical um um, mythology um, creatures but um, yeah I'm trying to to follow my way and um, um, use this inspiration um, of course too yeah yeah that sounds really fun it sounds like it must have been a fun show to paint yeah um, um, we uh, did the decoration um, the last days and it will, it will be awesome there's also this um, other great um, sculpture, um, William, William. Um, I, I think you can uh, check it out later um, on on the Sky and Snake. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He makes this uh, awesome. Um, yeah, you can't describe it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, just just look at, look at his work. You, you find it on Sky and Snake. It's um, it's uh, matched perfectly with my uh, topic. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's really really. Um, um, yeah, I'm. I'm really happy and um, to, to do this, and especially this is my first um, solo exhibition in in uh, America. Oh, great! Um, and uh, in Maine, it's um, it's what I said uh, on the beginning. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> perfectly was. Uh, That's true. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great when stuff works out like that. Yeah, mythology is so interesting. It's weird because when I was a kid, I was never interested in like Greek mythology. Like it didn't. Mm-hmm. Re- resonate with me at all because i'm like i can't relate to these people in togas and weird little wings yeah. coming off their heads and stuff but as an adult it's like totally fascinating to me because it, it, it's like it was people for one thing just the fact that it it just where did it come from it's like exactly. it just these weird things that you know customs that come out of cultures just naturally somehow through mm-hmm. people telling stories and and trying to make sense of the world they live in and th- you know through those but th- the thing is is like through the the mythologies that have lasted there's like a truth to them in what they're talking about yeah you know what i mean it's like it's just like it's like religion or whatever it's like it's not literally true but the mm-hmm. underlying principles are true generally speaking yes. i think you know and um and it's so interesting to 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 uh 
I don't, it's a trip. It's the whole thing about mythology is really weird and cool and interesting. Um, yeah. So, so I imagine putting yourself in that mindset and trying to, you know, approach it from a personal point of view. Yeah. You know, it's almost like your, you know, your version of mythology that came mm-hmm. from inside you in the same way that they came out of ancient people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but you're doing it like intentionally rather than, you know, cause how does that even happen back in the day? It's like people sat around a campfire and someone um, had an idea about something and then it kept growing and it passed on to generations and generations. And then this yeah. elaborated on, it's like the stuff that's, that resonates with people because it, there's a fundamental truth to to it underlying it resonates with people and so they keep carrying the story on and then it develops into like these gods and it's a trip um exactly yeah um, (laughs) yeah it's a trip yeah for sure um and um yeah i think um the people uh back then um there were were so many things they can't um explain and uh, so these um creatures and uh um, gods, um, yeah, um, um, were, were so important to to um, explain all this uh, stuff, like, like a lightning or right. stuff like this, yeah, and um, yeah. But yeah. it's still, but the funny thing is, though, it's like, as, as much as we get further with technology and we understand the natural world more and more, yeah there's still so much we don't understand, like way more that we don't understand than what we do understand. And it's kind of like, you know, the, the, you know, there's mythology now for the things we don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like any yep. spiritual spirituality, uh, magic, stuff like that. These are still mythologies to try and understand this part of the reality we don't understand, <laughs> you yeah. know, ways of talking about them. And just, it's just, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, you think, Oh, we're at this time of such great tech technological advancement, but you know, I think it was Joseph Campbell. Did, have you ever seen any, read any Joseph Campbell or, or uh, seen no. any? Oh man, you got it. You got a, uh, there's a series it's probably on YouTube at this point. It's from like the nineties called the uh, power of myth by Joseph oh, Campbell. Myth. Yeah. It's really famous. And he, he's like the, 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 like star Wars, George yeah. Lucas made star Wars. Um, the whole idea of the force that's from him reading the power of myth by Joseph. Ah, Campbell. I thought, I thought he's uh, stole it from uh, Frank Herbert. It's a guy from Dune. Oh, I, I, it's my understanding is because he's a, like a bit, he was a big Joseph Campbell fan, and the power oh. of myth was like, because it's like Joseph in these things, he talks about myths, and then he talks about not just like the surface meaning of them, like the Greek, the god of thunder, or whatever. He's talking about what the myths mean, what the real meaning is that applies to real life like the hero's yeah. journey and stuff like this. These are things that people go through throughout their lives in reality. Yeah. It's just a myth- mytholo- mythologized version of it so that it's like a guide map for people. 
And uh, anyway, you should watch it, man. It's like a series. I, I, I have to. You, you got to yeah. watch it. It's a series of interviews that this guy, Bill Moyer, um, did with Joseph Campbell. It's called Power of Myth. It was really big in the 90s when I was like a young man. But um, uh, th- th- anyway, my point was, his his point was that part of the reason the world's so fucked up now is that we don't have any new myths <clears throat> that, yeah, that, that yeah. apply, you know, we myths are important to coping with reality and, and because of the way science, you know, science is looked at as the end all be all just follow science and, and you'll, all your questions will be answered, but that's not true. No. You know? And so, you know, we need new myths basically is what he's saying. We need new myths and it's not like myths, myths, myths in the sense of they are true. Their meaning is true. They're not true on the surface, but that what they're, what the underlying meaning is, is actually true, you know? Um, And that's just like, makes me think of your show. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Your, your English is uh, of course uh, a lot stronger than mine, but, but yeah. um... (laughs) Yeah, um, you um, um, put it uh, very uh, good to, uh, together. Yeah. Oh, cool! I should be your spokesman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your spokesman in America. <laughs> do do how, how, I mean your English is really good. I mean, how, do, is that Thank like a much. is that a do, do do you get taught in English in school like uh, as a no, school, normal yeah, thing? But, but we learn the uh, British English. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's uh, yeah to hear that by but i of course was a little bit worried uh here with my broken english no it's great it's great you're um yeah it's like anytime someone knows more than one language i'm impressed <laughs> it's it's hard to learn <laughs> another language uh uh yeah it's funny my wife took german in high school she knows a little bit of german Oh, okay. Yeah, because her her heritage is German and Swedish. Ah, yeah. Um, actually, it's funny. You know her her name. You'll laugh at her name. Um, she goes by Lisa. Lisa, yeah. Yeah, Lisa. But her real name. Her her mother was trying to make a name up based on the German Liebchen which is like ah, Liebchen, yeah. dear yeah. one or something like yeah. that or yeah. a term, term of endearment but she changed it to just try try and be creative and she named it Lieschen, which is like Leichen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> l-e-i-c-h-e-n so yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah 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 it's, uh... so it's like kind of perfect when we got together it's like oh that's the perfect person for me because it's like <laughs> you know it means like you know for people who don't know it means like you know corpse desecration of a grave yeah. <laughs> it means all these <laughs> it's all the creepy things so that's how i knew she was the one for me Leichen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> every time i tell that uh, german person they always start cracking up <laughs> but it's uh, actually not not that bad. I, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people in Germany who have um, similar name. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. There are a lot of uh, um, names, say, 
yeah, um, much worse, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually uh, uh, love this name, Leichen. It's a cool, cool back name. What's that? Uh, it's a cool, cool um, last name. Oh, um, really? I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Most people aren't like us, though, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do, you, do you do you show much in Germany? Um, do you have any um, like? Have you found any galleries or anything? Um, no. Or like really. tattoo shops? Tattoo shops might like to show your work. Yeah, this is a good idea. I tried um, this from from time to time. Um, just some. Um, some uh, group shows I okay but actually uh, most of my shows uh, in the united states yeah where have you shown that um i have had some group shows in um um texas oh um then there was one in san diego that's cool um, south california um detroit there was one yeah that's it's uh was was where the biggest ones so far yeah that's cool are you doing prints are you selling prints um yes when i'm um here um i'm selling prints but uh, the problem is uh, for me i always want that the prints um arrive uh, in perfect condition by the clients and when i um, sell uh, or sell prints um of course I, I can print them um um very well but um sometimes i have the fear that they don't arrive uh, in perfect condition in the United oh, States, yeah. for example. Yeah. And there's a problem, um, the shipping is uh, very expensive. Yeah. And I take, um, for example, 50 euro for a very, very well done print. And then I have to, um, um, then the, sh the shipping costs are um, 20, 20 euro. So the right. most people are not so interested in, uh, um, in buying prints from me because of this shipping reason and all this stuff. Yeah. Do you um, do you ship them rolled or flat? Uh, rolled. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Because there's a what's the name of the place? There's a really good tube place I found. Oh, what's it called? Yeah, it makes the strongest tubes. They're crazy. That's what I do. All the tool posters I do. Oh, I roll. Good, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'll tell you. I'll t I'll text Dan after when I remember. But yeah, they're really you. oh Yazoo Mills, Yazoo Mills. Yeah, Y A Z O O Mills M I L L S dot com. Oh, and they cool. and they have like a, a. I could send you a link to the. They're super strong though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, but yeah, that's the only problem is shipping. I mean, you could always do print on demand service also but it's hard to make money that way because you have to again it's like they charge you a minimum yeah yeah you know it's it's shipping's a bitch yeah shipping is a bitch right? <laughs> <laughs> oh i know another another thing maybe you might be able to do uh i started because i had to ship all these dystopia books yeah and the book is like six pounds and my girlfriend has uh, have uh, has, uh, one of these yeah oh really yeah oh cool awesome uh yeah so i found a place because someone in the dark art society um facebook group mentioned a place called pirateship.com okay and they and they have i don't know how it is in 
in uh, Germany, but at least from the United States, they have like all the prices. Somehow they have a deal with all the shippers and the prices are like half, half price. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, you, so maybe, you know, I'm not sure how it is from, like I said, but it's worth checking out because it saved my ass on yeah, totally, yeah. shipping the books. It's like, you know, it was like 130, it'd be like 130 bucks to ship one, one book oh, and, oh. and I've got it down to like 50 bucks, 30 bucks, which is still crazy expensive. It's killing me, but better than the 130 book <laughs> would have ruined me. But, um, yeah, so well, I mean, are you excited about the show? Yeah, totally excited. <laughs> and um uh, very, very happy. Yeah, it's, it's it seems like it. How long are you in town for? Um total 18 days. Oh, cool. I uh, arrived um last uh Friday and um no, not last Friday. Um I arrived at uh the first uh July. Yeah, yeah. First July, oh. and I'm leaving at the 18th July. I had the pleasure to um, celebrate the 4th of July with um, Dan's wonderful family. Um, oh, cool. This was really nice. Yeah. How did you uh, connect with Dan? Oh, he bought a painting from me. Oh, uh, cool. I think back in 2016. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and at some point, uh, I uh, wrote him, um, if it's possible, to uh, send him some, some uh, paintings, artworks from me. And that he maybe can display it in his shop, his gallery. Yeah, this is um, how everything is started. Yeah, yeah. He's got a really cool gallery there. Yeah. Really great. I mean, he's been, you know, I, I got to, yeah, I need to talk to him about. Um, he's, has he been on the show? I can't remember. Has he been on the podcast? I don't think he um, has. Or has he? Um, I Maybe no, he guess no, no. <laughs> I, no. I swear the other day I, I someone was telling me that oh that remember that time you had that person on the show? I was like, I never had that artist on the show, and they're like, Yeah, yeah. you have. I like have forgotten. I've forgotten it's been so many episodes, but anyway, yeah, he does such a he's doing such a great job with that gallery. I mean, sales are really good there. He's out in the middle of like you know, no no big city, you know, it's not not like a big city gallery, and he's like just killing it. He's doing such a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. So uh kudos to him. Well, um yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Where where so uh I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much for, for yeah. having, <laughs> having a... me. I really really enjoyed the tour. It's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're such a nice nice guy. Pleasant very pleasant to talk to and um uh your artwork's really cool. There's some really thank great you. really great pieces on your Instagram. Uh, it's like really great. Really um I don't know. I really felt I had something in common with them, you know? Um, so where, where can people see your stuff? Like um, uh, online? Online? Um, of course, Instagram. This is probably the, uh, the um, social media channel I um, use, use the most. Yeah. So what's the address there? Um, it's um, Louis Cypher. Um, um, it's L U, wait, um, L O U I S dot yes, yes. dot yeah C Y P H R E yeah exactly right yeah exactly <laughs> my um yeah yeah my my um yeah exactly right <laughs> perfect thank you thank you and uh, what about your website 
um, I have a website, but I don't uh, update it. It's it's probably almost 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 dead. You got a big. You got. I know mine is too, man. I haven't. Mine's still. I still have work only up until 2014 on my website. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's the same. Uh, um, I just don't have time, my, man. My website. My website. Um, well, you got. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. What is it? AndreasNagelArt.com. Uh, okay. And you also have um, uh, Big Cartel. Oh yeah, Becca Tell. You can find my shop um, through my um, Instagram page. Yeah, it's deathcloud.bigcartel.com. And you yeah, got some yeah. you got some stuff up for sale. Nothing from the show though yet, right? Um right. Yeah. Not, not nothing uh, from the show. Can we see pieces from the show? Is it up anywhere yet or is he waiting for um, opening I night? will start to uploading it um, the next days. On your Instagram? On your uh, on my Instagram, yeah. Oh cool. Okay, so everybody go go look at the the new pieces. Uh mythology was it mythology wonderland wonderland okay yeah <laughs> yeah i can't wait to see it i can't wait to see the new pieces uh yeah well thanks again thanks again for talking and 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 as you know we just have to say goodbye to the audience before we go so just say goodbye audience goodbye audience thanks uh, for to listen to my broken english <laughs> <laughs> thanks